0: Welcome back to New Realities. I'm Alan Steinfeld, and this program is about the exploration of consciousness. I'm doing this in conjunction with Portal to Ascension. They're putting on a fantastic conference in San Diego, April 21st to the 23rd of this year, 2023. And tonight's guest is one of the stars of that conference. So why don't we bring Ra of Earth in here? What's
1: up, everybody? Hi, Alan.
0: Great to see you. I mean, you, you're really known for being an athlete um, first, right? To be, and I bet you then crossed over into the whole metaphysical yoga community. But what's your background as an athlete? Because you have a huge following, I heard.
1: Uh, yeah, I have a decent following. I used to own gyms in downtown LA, and they eventually ended up being CrossFit Gyms. And so I was competitive in that sport. I would say probably top couple, like top few hundred in the world um, out of millions of people. And yeah, so my gyms were in downtown LA. But before that, I went to school for psychology and exercise science. So psychology led me into consciousness and meditation. And that was all sort of brewing in the background as I, in the front, sort of like front part of the store, I was running gyms and helping people with their health and wellness. But I would go home and I've been uh, researching and studying occult secrets, psychology, consciousness, all, all of the, the magical stuff for the last 23 years now. And yeah. so once I closed my gyms, that's when I could sort of let all that stuff be known to the world. And that's, it's primarily what I'm teaching and, and discussing and learning about now.
0: Well, we'll definitely get into that. But I'm just curious, what, what was the background for opening gyms? Where did that come from?
1: I was, well, it, the root of that was being picked on in middle school. Um, oh. <laughs> and wanting to get big and strong so that the bullies couldn't take advantage me of me anymore. I also played hockey for from three to twenty three. And I was really small and tiny, so I started working out. And I developed a love for that. And I eventually moved to California with the intention of opening up gyms. And that's what I did. And so that was a 10 years of owning gyms before I discovered some things that surprised me about working out and fitness. I used to think that food diet and exercise I used to think that diet and exercise was the foundation of health and wellness and what I found is that there's there's other stuff that's more important than that such as grounding with the earth being outside and elements being in the sun and I discovered that because I quit I I was basically injured so I wasn't really training but I would still be able to go to CrossFit competitions and win them despite me not training like everybody else I was just hanging out outside and I really had to reverse engineer how it was possible that I could still be powerful without being in the gym underneath a barbell training for 8 hours a day and that's when I discovered the the other critical components of the foundation of health and wellness
0: well crossfit is what what does that mean that word that that sport is
1: Yeah. So, so there's fitness and CrossFit is a fitness program and that's primarily what my gym did. But just like there can be martial arts gyms and then there's martial arts competitions where people actually fight and display what they're training in the gym to see if this is actually feasible in a fight. CrossFit competitions are basically you take everybody that's training in a gym and you put them in a competition and you test their fitness against each other to figure out whose version of training actually works out on a playing field where there's basically domains that they compete against time and, and, you know, power and speed and how much weight you can lift
0: So what did you learn about consciousness? If you weren't training, then you had to do some other kind of internal work. What did you discover about the power of consciousness and the physical body?
1: So... Uh, so there's some things, there's, there's some events that have happened in my life that's allowed me to see the real power of intention and how that translates to manifestation of things in, in reality. So one is I, I won national hockey championships for a couple years in college. Um, and I remember specifically the year before we lost every game except for one. And the beginning of the next year, I wrote down in a journal, we're going to win nationals this year. And then we did. So we went from losing every game to winning nationals the next year. For me, I was like, well, it's pretty cool. I wrote it in a journal and it happened. But then other things started happening, primarily negative things. Whenever I would have a negative intention, bad things would happen to me. And so I started tying my intention into things that would actually happen in physical reality. And so then I started testing it. One day I was like, I'm just going to move to California with nothing and see if I can open a gym. And I did that. And once I had the gyms and because I had a hockey career, I had many injuries. So I've got six tears in my labrums. I've got two pretty significant dead nerves in my body. One's in my quadriceps. One's basically controls my right scapula And so I I had to stop training because I was so off balance, it would hurt to train. So then I, again, did another experiment. Is it possible for me to still be first place? Is it possible for me to still win these CrossFit competitions just purely because I identify as a first place winner? And I don't want to say that I didn't think that that was possible, but Uh, because I had an open mind. But when it happened, easier than I thought it could. It really allowed me to develop my trust in, you know, the consciousness that ties everything together and the the field that we're all operating in. Um, Eventually, I ended up closing my gyms. And I started asking myself, do I need a job? Do I need a business in order to live a high class lifestyle? And I also found that that's not necessarily true that's all just about the story we tell ourselves in this life and so i just enjoy testing things and experimenting and and seeing what happens
0: so but you gain a sort of level of mastery because you've been through that the manifestations have come so what are you looking to manifest now what's the next step for your you know mission
1: yeah yeah alan it's getting more challenging I would say it doesn't get easier. So as I develop skills, as I develop skills in anything, I realize that it doesn't make things easier. It actually makes things more challenging. You you level up to levels that you're not really familiar in. And and I'm at a level right now where I'm pretty much operating at a capacity that I've never operated at before. And so it's getting difficult to to really Know the direction that I'm going, but if I were to have to give you an answer right now, right now my goal is to help as many humans—I should say support—support support as many humans to realize the power of themselves. Because for me, I I would like other people to know these these abilities that I'm speaking of. You know, the, the stuff that I'm saying that I have have done in my life. So I've I've compiled a few courses. I, I'm providing information as much information for free as I can. Going on to Instagram, and that's where I have a following. I think it's at like 132 as of today. 132,000 followers as of today. Um, one, one one no,
0: No, 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 no. Uh,
1: 132,000.
0: Oh, that's still pretty good. That's good.
1: So. So I'm just trying to, to support people into realizing their power, because I would like everybody to live their dreams like I have been able to, because I'd, I'd love to live in everybody's dream world, because I really feel that we're all creating this. And if we could all start manifesting really what we desire, as opposed to what we're afraid of, then the whole world shifts.
0: Well, that's what you'll be talking about, hopefully, in San Diego. But could you give us a little – because I'm really interested in what you're saying. So maybe I should work mm-hmm. with you. Anyway, a little taste of how to do that. Really change your consciousness to manifest your dreams. What What's like one of the key
1: factors? So I mean, a lot of us have scars in our psyche, and it's yeah. really – so first, we need to just think like, if I can create everything, we really have to, to analyze our current situation. And we would then, if if we're going with the notion of I created this, then we would then have to realize our responsibility in everything that we're creating. And so going back into our past, going back into Everything that's ever happened to us and accepting responsibility. I'm not saying accepting fault or blame for it, but being responsible for it. And that word responsible means ability to respond, right? Responsible. So trauma, abuse, hardships, everything. And this is this is this is actually close to step one. It's step one of the journey is realizing that this is your life. And taking every negative situation, every situation that you wish would have been different, and applying them to the question, how was this for me? How has this helped me in my journey? How has this helped me be more powerful? And when we can answer those questions in a way that's progressive for us, as opposed to battling us, then we can move forward into creating in you know from a different aspect and there's many different drills that we can do one of my favorite is like let's just take everybody out of it we're all very self-critical of a lot of things in our life and some of these things are just lingering around in our psyche and if we think about casting visions that's going to impede on your ability to cast a vision and create a life that is in harmony with you if you're not in harmony with aspects of yourself. So as you can see, a lot of this has to do with like cleaning up the background of what's going on in our psyche. So, so one drill that I like to to give people that I actually think, well, maybe I can change it now, but one of the drills that I was going to have people do, and I'm going to have people do a lot of drills, but one of them is just a simple, like, look at something that you're self-critical about and just, we just pick that one aspect and if you could just write everything down in a journal about what this one thing whether it's how you look how you you know what your career is some performance anxiety that you have something that you're critical with yourself if you get it all on paper and you have it right there now we can do a reprogramming of that so if we're just never thinking about these things we can't really reprogram them but i like to get people into more of like a meditative mindset get out everything on paper and then we can just rewrite the program and so if we take everybody right now after this interview can do this pick something that you're self critical about spend 10 minutes writing down all the reasons why all the reasons why you're self critical and then take a few breaths and then pretend that you are your best friend or maybe a loving mentor and that same exact aspect, write a different, do another free writing exercise from the perspective of this other person. So, so whether it's a loving parent, a loving mentor, a best friend that can, you know, that is always been rooting for you. And this can be a fictional person. And you write to yourself now for double the time, do 20 minutes from this compassionate Person, and you'll find that the stuff that you're so so self-critical about compared to the compassionate person, the compassionate person's words are going to be so much more powerful than your the things we're self-critical about are so nuanced and so like they're weak. We just have to figure out how to get another story on top of that, and that's a way to bring more light into us so that we can shine out more. Into reality, which will then be reflected back, literally as physical manifestations. You're muted. Uh, oh, thank you. Sorry, I'm not.
0: I was just looking at the muted part of myself. No. Um, so you went into the pain, all the stuff that really was disturbing you, and you went. You weren't afraid to to actually see those. Difficult parts, you know, you 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 confronted those parts that you didn't feel good about, or you judged yourself about, and you brought that all up. And then you kind of this to translate what you're saying, and then you look for a voice somewhere in your conscience that would kind of give you or empower you to be all you wanted to be in that sense, right? And um, And then, um, you know, those, those, those two things, you look at the negative parts of judgment and experiences, and then you bring in the higher parts of you. Did I miss something there?
1: No, that's good. That, 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 you got that. And even, so for me, I look at consciousness, psychology mindset. I look at it the same way that I looked at fitness. When I own the gyms, we really had to train our weaknesses so that when we get into a competition where we would have to do workouts that we didn't know until sometimes the day of the competition. So we had to be ready for anything. Mindset, psychology, you know, our perception of reality is very hard to distinguish from reality itself. So if we're perceiving reality with dark sunglasses, then that's going to be how reality is, no matter if you... Have all of the things that you wanted, or, or, you know, have a perfect partner, a perfect career. If you're still looking at things from, you know, with dark sunglasses on, you're going to see through those lenses. And so we can practice different perspectives of how we view life. And as we practice, you know, from a different perspective, we can take ourselves out of what we normally look, look from a different perspective. And I really feel that we can gain new lenses to look at life with, just like I was able to gain a new skill set in the fitness world. And I was able to teach people to gain hundreds or thousands of new skill sets. I can teach people how to gain new skill sets in the ways that they perceive reality.
0: Well, I really appreciate that um, because, you know, my strength is I have a lot of original ideas and And can express them verbally, but the weakness is actually my writing them down, you know, getting the discipline to really write, you know, I wrote that one book and, um, but you know what, there's so much more. So that weakness, or if you want to call it that, that part of myself that's resistant, what would be an exercise, something to really reverse that um, part that's not as powerful as part that, just you know can think about a lot of things
1: so let's get clear just because i'm not really clear what you're saying what are you identifying is it the writing it down thing
0: yeah doing it doing it so i got these uh, yeah writing it down and forming it, and keep in the discipline so i guess discipline is in the writing practice is really what i need mm-hmm. help i mean yeah.
1: yeah off the top of your head alan right now who who are like two people that you admire movie characters real people like who are two people that you look up to they could be fictional people too well,
0: like like it's a little far out but someone like Shakespeare who was so prolific and mm-hmm. you know so eloquent and and um and made such an impact on the world and let me see there's a there was a guy in the UFO world John Mack who was really a kind of um Uh, visionary about what's really going on in the psychology. So, uh, you know,
1: um, we spent, so this is what I would do. Yeah. I would journal. I would, I would, I would have you get into a different state of being. So whether it's some breath work or go for a light, light jog, do some deep breathing exercises, something that's out of the, you know, the, the laundry list of items. And then, and again, it's just, I'm just giving you an example of how to use different perspectives, right? I we love- would yeah. so I would I would have you then identify let's say three to five items that you feel are the reason why you have resistance to get into action in regards to writing, and then uh take well, first we would do some some work on Shakespeare and John Mack of like why you really look up and admire these people and what attributes they resemble. And then we would actually have them, we would, we would, we would ask how would Shakespeare handle these reasons that Alan feels are the problem of, you know, him getting into action in regards to writing. And so you can then have a perspective from a hero of yours, how they would handle the situation that you're in right now. And again, this is all just about <laughs> playing with well, perspectives.
0: Yeah, no, I really appreciate it funny. It's interesting. My book is about perspectives this where I'm writing. It's about perception and perspective. So, but anyway, what you said is already helpful because I can kind of just go there right now. Talk to those invisible beings. And, and see also the things in the, the the story that I have in the way that has gotten um, you know um, interfering with what really I'm excited about doing. So yeah, no, that really that really helps. And you know, on one level, even if these beings don't exist anymore, never really exist. Just the imaginary beings are as real to the mind as as you know the person on the street, so and, and and exactly we're all open channels to the infinite realms that can access those levels of consciousness. That really helps me understand how much more power all of us have to call on the resources of of the universe you us. Yeah.
1: you've heard the uh the saying. Where attention goes, energy flows, right? Yeah. Yes. And so we we have attention and we have values. And so it sounds like you're identifying that you have a value that you would like to be producing more works of of yes. written art, yes. but your attention isn't in alignment with those values. That's, right. You're, that's you're, really
0: a great insight there. Yes. So how do I line the attention and values up? Yes.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So so what we did there was we took people. And and like you were just saying, whether these people existed or not doesn't really matter because your story of them is what's real to you. And that's, that's the input that you have. And now it's just about aligning that input that they had and where their attention was aligning yourself to that but you could even yeah you could have a conversation with them but there's many different drills that that are just like how you would practice push-ups and pull-ups but with mindset stuff and a lot of it has to really do with identifying your values identifying your weaknesses identifying your hang-ups and your resistances. And figuring a way around them. And a lot of the challenges that we have are there for us to develop a new skill. And so even harmonizing with the fact that you do have resistance in a certain direction, and that there's a barrier there, and that you climbing over that barrier is going to propel you, it's going to give you the skill set to go, you know, to another level that you have not currently been to, it allows you even to have sort of like a fun relationship with these barriers as opposed to sort of resisting them because what you resist persists, right? So as opposed to resisting doing the work, we look at it more as an exercise and, and a education and experience to propel you to what's next. And then that also just if we can do this with all the aspects of our life, then we're just in this constant flow state of working on ourselves and realizing that we're a progression and that life's a progression all here for us to learn through the experience. And it's easier said than got done for a lot of people. Um, and it's not something that happens overnight, but if we can work towards that, it makes life a little bit more interesting. I feel.
0: No, it's so interesting. You come from the physical. So like if you had a muscle in your body that was not as strong you you'd be yes. working that out exactly at, and you just then transpose it so there's a part of my psyche that that could be more powerful and you just work that out like a, i mean you said that like exactly a but it makes but there's some self-critical part of oh well it's my consciousness should be equal i mean that's where i'm going and like yeah, it's easy to work a muscle, but working the my own self judgment is um, you know maybe a little more deep. I know it's I know what you're saying, but it's just shifting the mindset, right?
1: You know, I think with everything we think it's easy. Until we go through it and realize that it's it takes consistent effort to do anything. Um, And, you know, if we could go to a concert right now and watch somebody playing a piano, we could just be eating dinner at a restaurant and watch somebody just background music of someone playing a piano. We don't realize that that they started when they were four years old and and they're now thirty five and they're still working on their craft of playing music. And for us, it's just background music. It's not really important. So if we do want these skills, we do get to work on them, whether you frame it as being difficult or easy or deep or whatever. It's still something that the reason why we don't have attainment of the skill set, whether it's a psychological skill or a physical skill, the reason why we don't have attainment of it is because we haven't made it a priority to work on and I mean, working a muscle is easy, but not everybody's jacked, right? So, like, we all know what to do. All of us know how to exercise. All of us know that smoking cigarettes are bad, but not everyone exercises, and millions of people are still smoking cigarettes. So knowledge isn't the thing. It's really practical application of the, the knowledge that we have. And, mm. and can we put ourselves in a setting that inspires us to work on ourselves?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like that. And just what you're saying, because you're, you're actually transmitting the practice that you, have you've worked on yourself, that's like, you're, you're kind of energizing the field, because this is the work you've done to help other people realize that they can do it. So you're, you're in the field, your consciousness has then downloaded that uh, frequency of the people you talk to and work with I can see that part right I mean
1: yeah is- it's not the only way as well like I'm more of like a very empowering it's it's up to you type person and that might not be for everybody I get a lot of resistance um, from just outsiders especially in uh, like trauma type field they feel that right. Um, putting responsibility on victims is irresponsible to do. And so I can see that perspective as well. And everybody really does get to choose who they learn from. And if they're at the stage that I can serve them, If, if my flavoring of information is suitable for them, then it's really up to people to decide for themselves. Um, I'm not saying that this is for everybody, no matter what situation that you're in. Um, but it could be if you, if that's what you're looking for, oh, you're muted I, again, you're muted uh, again. Yep.
0: No, yeah. Gotcha. Someone was muting me. I could blame it on someone <laughs> else take it and say, you know, I just wasn't aware of the muting and, um, it's it's easier to blame it on someone else, and it's it's like an ego sort of uh, dent to to say, oh, you know, I'm responsible for that. But what's what? I mean, I could say, what's the ego anyway? And um, something to you. I mean, how do you? I mean, it would hurt. It would like, maybe it wouldn't, but I, you know, we're all sensitive and, you know, I could say, well, what was I doing to make that person say something? But still my ego would be a little, because, I mean, my ego may be more fragile than others, but but, but there's a world out there that's not going to like everything you say. So how do you, I'm just saying, how do you deal with the ego level of reality, you know?
1: Again, it's, so, for me, I mean, you're asking my perspective, right? And for me it's it's practice. It really is like I look I, so here's the thing. I am in the full awareness that I'm looking at things from my programming, and I started playing hockey when I was three years old. and for me, it's practice, right? And so that's how I look at it as if if I want to get good at not being like. Being able to push past the fear or, or being bulletproof when it comes to people talking negative about me, you know, on the Internet, especially, then it really does come down to practice. And I have had a lot of practice with negative press and people misunderstanding me and Instagram's also just more practice. So it's, it's all just practice and not shying away from it. Cause it's so easy to procrastinate and push away our practice with things. And what I've learned is that the things that we fear are usually the direction that, you know, our ascension is in the things that we're resistant to are usually the direction to, to, you know, where we know that we should be going. That's why we're resisting it, right? We're stomping our heels in the ground and we're, we're we're saying, no, I don't want to go that way. And usually in the end, you end up going that way anyways. And so the more that we can flow with the waves of life and just be ready for constant readjustment, um, that's that's all I can say is look at it as a practice as opposed to a penalty or trying to find blame or somebody to assign fault to. And a lot of the times it's going to be a lot of people blaming you and assigning fault to you. And as you get better, as you get better in practice, the game gets difficult. So what I like to say to people is like, if you were, uh, let's say, uh, you spent your entire life working on like being a professional dirt bike rider, you're going to be very bored just riding your bike down a flat street and it's also going to be kind of like a waste of time and disrespect to all of the practice that you put in so you are going to actually be choosing to be bombing down hills that are very dangerous and uncertain uncertain to you know whether you're going to come out alive or not and a lot of times you will get bumped and banged and and bruised up And it's the similar thing with life. I mean, we can even look beyond this single life and realize that we're very powerful beyond this physical life, beyond this physical body. And as a soul or a spirit, we chose to come and have this life experience. And we didn't choose to come just ride on a flat road the whole time. And so if you start getting really good at something and then everything burns down, yeah, it's a new mountain for you to either go down or, or climb. And that's why you came here.
0: No, that really helps me because I've gained a lot of knowledge about what I'm writing about. And it's so big and in a way so difficult, but that's the challenge. That's the excitement is to kind of pull it all in, assimilate it and translate it to the world. That's, that's, part of my resistance is that it's so big that, but that's the fun of it, right? Who wants to ride on flat land when you have, when you can do all these, you know, when you have this other knowledge. So that really does help me. Thank you. Thank you. On another, yeah, go ahead. What were we going to say? Yes.
1: I was just going to say, and people want to hear that about you, right? Like people don't expect you to be immortal, right? And I feel that, you know you can even start off your next book with the story about like the the issues you had writing it and that will immediately allow people to to resonate with you it's really going to strike a chord in a lot of people's hearts
0: right it's it's yeah i mean it's just so big what we're confronted with within the ufo field and i look at every aspect of it and pulling it all together it's really fun, though. It's really for me the most exciting thing I could think of doing is is integrating a really uh, deep understanding of something. No one, I'm not saying I understand it, but I want to pull the pieces together so it becomes more understandable on this other level. But anyway, that's just what I'm doing. Uh, but you're helping me there. But on another level, I wanted to add, and thank you for that. I, I do appreciate that coaching. Um, <laughs> on another level, we just have been talking about, you know, the human level, you know, the ego, accomplishments, resistance. And I feel for you, I mean, this is my feeling, I don't really know, that you've also gone to this other realm that has transcended all those, like, human things and, there's something else you're connecting with. And that's sort of about what this conference is about. What is the portal to ascension that you've opened for yourself that's transcendent, That that's beyond this, the human 3D piece? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I love the way you just framed that the portal to ascension. And that's the, the conference that's happening. Uh, is it next weekend or the weekend after? 21st. Two weeks. Okay. So for me, and you also use the word integration. And so for me, it's really, you know, I'm maybe not so much as you, but I've I've dug through many books and seminars and lectures and teachings about the multidimensional nature of our reality and extraterrestrials and, and what they bring as messages to us and for me it's not i've never been one to question whether it's true or false because i've seen fiction movies my entire life that have inspired me and so whether something is true or false is actually not important it's 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 never been important and so for me it's always been about integrating if this you know if I heard a story of a seven foot blue avian bird saying something, can I apply it to my life and what will happen if I do? And so I've never really had direct contact with anything ethereal direct meaning like having an actual conversation that i can hear english words you know what you would think of if if something made contact i might have had dreams and things that you know signs i like to read the signs of coincidences in reality but no direct contact but i do take what i learn from everywhere and integrate it and a lot of the channels people that are are bringing extraterrestrials or or other dimensional beings to this reality a lot of what they say I've found is it just makes way more sense than anything that even a human like any human has said and it's so simple and it just fits and I can recognize harmony right like we can recognize harmony within music as solfeggio frequencies are harmonious you know mathematically We can make sense from a scientific level of like why this tone is harmonious and why this one isn't, why this tone sounds good and why this one doesn't. But we don't need any of that science because we can recognize what music sounds like as opposed to like somebody trying to play a guitar that doesn't know how to play a guitar. We know the difference between frequency. And I find that the stuff that you're talking about, like with the extraterrestrials and and the, the knowledge they bring is way more harmonious than anything that I learned in school. And so I've really had to kind of re-educate myself and and that's just what I'm doing now is helping others re educate themselves as well.
0: So I'm just asking because of where your background this question that is there a way it's more harmonious, but then you also have this very human physical, human mind consciousness thing and how does that all tie together the physical, the content and the E.T. whatever those things are that are shifting our reality, how would you bring it all together?
1: Well, I mean, a lot of, of these, these interdimensional beings, they're not on pat like uh, what's it, a linear timeline, right? past, present and future. And so for me, it's really I really had to develop a new relationship with time because their words come from a perspective where time doesn't exist. And I really, the way that I look at it is that we're, if you imagine all like our past, if you imagine our past as a bunch of slides um, and every slide is a potential, it's basically a reality of its own. And all of those slides in your past timeline, I imagine those all happening now. So they are not in the past. And so instead of in one reality traveling through time, I imagine myself as traveling through realities. And then it becomes about how do I steer myself to different realities? And this can, I've proven to myself with the Mandela effect that this is real because there is no reason for the Mandela effect to exist unless we are jumping realities and so because the mandela effect is absolutely real in a hundred different ways i can name probably 20 off the top of my head right now but like i'm sure many people know about the mandela effect that are listening right so we don't really have to go into it unless you want to but
0: no no we're educated we've all had a a moment (laughs) yes
1: so 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 the question is, how do I steer realities? And that's, so I'm glad you asked the question multiple ways because now I'm understanding where you wanted me to go. So, so for me realizing that I'm not in one reality traveling through time. I'm in, I'm ever, all realities exist now and I'm traveling through realities. The question really became, how do I steer the ship? And what I found is that it has to do with your emotional frequency and the more aligned the different parts of your body are. So like I was saying, your attention doesn't match your values. That's disrupting your power to steer realities. Your values and what you really deem important is in one direction, but your attention's taking you in another direction. So there's there's disruption in your ability to steer the ship, which is your body, into these physical realities. And so I found that, The alignment within self, the HeartMath Institute calls that psychophysiological coherence. They only really talk about the head brain and the heart brain. I really even feel that our action, the whole body and even our gut and what the bacteria in our gut and the food that we're taking. I think that all of that, if it's all in alignment, then we have tremendous power to, to magnetize and attract reality around us determined by us. Right. So the definition of a field, well, I shouldn't say the definition, but the way that fields operate with each other is that they will harmonize with each other when they interact with each other. And the stronger field is going to pull the weaker field into its vibration. And from my like human standpoint, what I feel and what I've experienced is that the more in alignment I am, the stronger my field is. And when I look at reality, reality is all an electromagnetic field and so are other people and so as like i was saying that's where i'm like in i recognize the importance of cleaning up our psyche cleaning up how we emotionally react to things because that's reducing our power to choose those slides of reality that we travel into and so that's a little bit more elaboration on the question that you were asking Yeah,
0: no, I love that. And that is an integration, what you're saying. And it also sounds like you're drawing on, and I'm just guessing, being in athletic sports because like you're, you're on the field, but you're also seeing the time when the game is over. So you're already, the game is already over and you're in that frequency of the game is over. I mean, I'm just getting, and while you're still playing. And so Um, is that right did you kind of learn that sort of time sequencing reality thing in being such an athlete a sport in sports because
1: yeah so that's interesting the way you said it because i had a similar way of referencing what you were just talking about but it had more to do with instead of like a game i mean the actions that you're doing now in a game is going to result in the whether you win or lose for me, it was more of like a long-term thing. Like I, I won a lot of competitions. I even, you know, even hockey games, but I realized that like most of us and how I used to be is I used to think that winning actually is what makes you a winner, but it's not right. It's, it's the 24 seven, you know, actions that you took over the last 10 years that have brought you to this moment now, that makes you a winner. And so winning the competition that's happening in 2 weeks or a year isn't about what's going to happen in a year. It's it's about now and it's about remaining in that that harmony. And I always used to ask myself what would the person who's going to win this competition be doing? You know, what would they be eating for breakfast? How much sleep would they be having tonight? Would they go out with my friends tonight? And that was always the question. What would the person who fill in the blank desired result be doing right now? And that that served me so well in, in athletics. And it's and it's a framework to how to manifest and, and be in alignment with your intentions as well, because a lot of us think we're intending things. But if we actually look at the person that is in that reality, are they matching the actions that that would take them there what that would take you there
0: mm. like what will it be like to win the academy award if uh for this part i mean I, and you envision envision yourself there if you're an actor or something like that I, I mean is that realistic or is that
1: kind of well what would the person be doing to win the academy award right, is that right. realistic for me no because today i'm not doing the things necessary to to like I'm not the person that's going to be winning the academy nor like I'm not in alignment to that.
0: But if someone was an actor and they mm-hmm. you know, but they still have to do something in order to get there. It's not like they're just on stage doing nothing. They have to really give their all to some part or role. And then, you know, the manifestation is a result of the present moment action.
1: Correct. Yeah action has a big part to do with like we say electromagnetism right like but it doesn't mean it's it's it doesn't mean it's just thought right there's there's there our brain is is electric it's like the neurons are transmitting electricity the heart is magnetic and those produce an action in the body and so we really need all three. We need our mindset, we need our feelings, and we need our actions in alignment in order for realities to be manifested. It's not just about thinking your way to a, a, a trophy.
0: Right. No, of course. And because the trophy doesn't really matter. Like you said, it's not winning or losing. It's what you're doing, which is really good. It's what you're doing to gain the skill, the skill, and it doesn't matter sometimes if it's recognized or not. I mean, it helps. It's an ego thing, but. <laughs> but no. I have and, one more. <laughs> what, were, what were you thinking there? You I was going to say,
1: and, and all of that is very fun. That's also why we're coming here. So it's not about getting rid of the ego stuff. Like I love participating in all of life has to give us, you know, like, I mean, I've got a. A car that's way more, you know, it's it's not what i need but it goes fast and i love like i i do the things, you know, that that we get to do here on earth and i i have no problem with it. um so we can have fun here as well.
0: Yeah, one more thing i just wanted to add into this whole idea of manifestation and, and i'm we'll wrap it up in a little bit. Um it's what Joe Dispenza said, have you ever looked at Joe Dispenza's work um a little yeah. He talks about, yes, going for your goals, but he also says, and he got this from a teacher I had with him, with Ramtha. He says, give me something beyond what I can imagine to show that my consciousness expands. So have you played with that, like you wanted something, yeah. but talk about that you level. You double it. it.
1: You double it. You're like, okay, what do you think that you desire? All right, now double it. And then you really have to go into work to match because right now you're thinking what you 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 would like to have is here and when you go up a couple notches it really forces you to be somebody else and that's the whole point is that reality that you've settled with is what's around you right now. You, you're settling with what's around you right now. You're you're harmonized with it. And in order to be in a different reality, we really have to break up with ourselves. We have to break up with who we have been, who we've known ourselves as, and we have we get to be somebody else. And that new person is going to be in that reality. And so, what I also like to do, which is similar to doubling it, is I go more in the future. So I go, so if I'm thinking about a target that, I, that I'm intending on a year from now, I think five years from now, who am I as a result of me hitting this target one year from now? And I, who am I then? Place myself in the position of that character. And then all of my sort of mindset work about the target event is now in the past, right? So I go ahead five years and I'm thinking back Oh, I'm, you know, I'm thinking back, and I'm harmonizing to the thoughts that my future self is having as a memory. And what that does, Alan, this might help you is if, if instead of thinking about like, let's say writing a book that you have to do in the next six months or something, if you think about next year's version of you, and every time you think of the book, you're thinking about it as a memory about I, I made the chapters and I made the outline and I hired this person to help me. And you're thinking about it in past tense. What that does psychologically, our brain has a negative mind that prevents us from doing things to keep us safe. Right. So it's the don't cross the road because you might get hit. It's the, that part of our brain and it serves it an awesome function because it keeps us safe, but it also gets in the way because it's like, I don't want to start this thing because there's too much other stuff to do. Like it's the negative part of the mind, but that part of our mind doesn't exist for the past. There's no reason to keep us safe from the road that we crossed yesterday because we're already safe from it. So if we position ourselves in the future, when we start thinking about our targets and we remember our future target as opposed to thinking forward we're thinking backwards the negative parts of our mind they don't interrupt
0: right 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 but one more thing i just want to add is also part of he says show me give me something i could not have imagined uh as a future man in this manifestation because then i know i'm co-creating with the infinite unknown. So yes, people manifest what they want and that's great, but give me something to show. There's even more than I can imagine. If -hmm. that makes sense. has that been an experience?
1: I feel like it's one of those things that when you get to the top of the mountain, you realize that everything's the reverse of what you thought it was. And so now we're getting into like, when you actually are able to do this, you realize that it was never you to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) then it's like everything's flipped upside down and then you have to, you, you get to relearn everything again. So, um, yeah, I can, I can get with that as well.
0: No, no, this is great. I really enjoyed talking to you. And, and you know, but what will you be also talking about at the, uh, conference coming up in the 402 Extension conference?
1: So I've got 40 minutes. So, yeah. uh, We've been on here for a little bit longer than that, and we've talked about a lot. So I am going to be speaking a little bit about my journey through the gym business and how I was able to and what I discovered about the sunlight, earthing, water, air, uh, ether, and how I was able to use that in physical reality to increase my power and then on into being in alignment with all of that with our psychology with our mindset with our feelings and then some tools that we can practice in order to bring more power into our life as a result of us harmonizing with ourselves.
0: Great. can give us a little hint about the sunlight that's the thing that really stimulated uh, when you said it what did you just so yeah
1: yeah so it's really a lot about melanin and what melanin's role is because melanin it's what makes our skin tan and, and our hair a different color and our eyes a different color um, but it also is in our nervous system and when we actually look at and this is all stuff I had to reverse engineer how was I able to hang out at the beach all day long and then win a physical fitness competition and I realized that there's a lot of power in light and really looking into the sun and and is it a burning ball of gas that's just sitting there or is it something else that's carrying, you know, cosmic universal information to us that if we can optimize that information, is it, is, is it able to calibrate ourselves to a level that we can have greater physical expression? And I feel like it can, and I've proven that to myself and I really feel that melanin is a key component in that and melanin, something that we really look at as blocking out sun, but I feel, and there's, there's been, there's, there's science on that melanin is actually more like a superconductor of light and that our body is operating with biophotonic energy. And so the more light that we get from the sun, as opposed to the fake light that, comes off our screens and our TVs and the lights in our house, the more powerful we can be.
0: I agree. I mean, my most favorite environment is being at the beach, in the ocean, swimming naked in the sea, you know, just Mm -hmm. like just laying the sun, but not during high intent, but just being out there in nature, in the sun, in the water, in the sand, and just being re-energized by the chi of that environment that's one of my best favorite things to do well uh, have you ever heard of hydrogen you ever deal with hydrogen i've been really into hydrogen lately
1: i have like a hydrogen machine that's supposed to put water in my hydrogen yeah but i i haven't really looked much into it
0: Oh, there's some great machines out there. There's one called Holy Hydrogen, which when I drink it, I feel so re-energized um, and grounded. You might look, want to look. I'm doing a actually talk. I'm interviewing a guy who's who changed his whole life with this machine. If you're interested nice. in being on the, like coming on the show later, it's about an hour from now. But uh, oh, whatever.
1: I got another Zoom actually at four.
0: You're- you're popular. So how can people find you then and look for your work and all
1: that? Raofearth.com or you just the, the main channel is Instagram at R A underscore O F underscore Earth E-A-R-T-H.
0: Great. And do you have a book about your research? Oh
1: no, I think I have the same the same issues you have, but you're you're a few steps ahead of me because you actually have book, uh, yeah. books, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I think people would really—I'm not no pressure—but they would really benefit from your personal research and um,
1: probably yes.
0: So, if you ever need to connect with a book person, let me or a editor, or some a publisher, let me know.
1: Okay, yeah, Alan, this has been a pleasure. I've yeah. seen you at every Conscious Life Expo I've I've went to, and there's uh, there's always been sort of like an admiration energy that I've had towards you so I really appreciate you having me on.
0: Well I appreciate you know the parts you've done the work the athletic because I was a wrestler and on track when I was young I was really I think there's something about the body and mind being as fit as possible that that a lot of people in this kind of spiritual reality has forgotten about they've forgotten about the power of the body the power of analytical, intellectual thoughts. I mean, this is stuff that is a part of us and shouldn't be denied. So I like all of it, but yeah, thank, thank you for that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's been fun.
0: Yeah, thanks, Ra, for your time. And uh, we'll see you in San Diego. That's Ra and a bunch of other people. Linda Moulton Howell. Do you know Linda Moulton Howell's work?
1: Ra? I've definitely watched a lot of shows with her on there, yes.
0: He's the best. Robert Grant, who's quite a genius. Yeah, um, he's amazing. JJ and Desiree Hurtak there, who I'm at a conference with now. Robert Schock, who created the field of astroanthropology, archaeology, weathering on the Sphinx. Uh, Carolyn Corey is great. Uh, Adam Apollo is a genius. Uh, Michael Cremo, Ancient Civilizations, John of Angels, co-hosting with us. Prageet and Jules Stargate, there you are, next to Geraldine Orozco, who's another brilliant, brilliant person about ET genetics, the changing DNA. Laurie Spagna, uh, that is Lori Miller. Eric Rankin, genius in sound and geometry. Eric's, Le- Jana Layden, um, Star Family Wisdom. Sheila Seppi, and Larissa Stowe, my favorite. Do you know Larissa's work at all? Her singing mm-hmm. shows No. Oh, you're gonna love Larissa as a, as a singer, box as a musician. I don't know these people, but below that's Tangila and Scott Thomas and me and Michelle and Deborah Jesus and Neil Gar Neil, founder. <laughs> Yeah, Neil reached out to you because we need to diversify and expand the, what we're bringing to this audience. And you really kind of have that other piece. So thanks for being here today. and coming Amazing.
1: To- yeah, yeah. Th- there's a lot of good, good people at this conference.
0: Yeah. Well, we're all going to hang out together. Everyone is invited to join us in San Diego. Hang out with real superstars, like masters in their own league. Like just how you've mastered some stuff. Someone like Linda Moulton Howe has been at this for fifty years, looking at the whole scope of what this interaction with this other intelligence is all about. She's a real inspiration for me. So great people all around. So thank you, AscensionConference.com. You'll see me Ra, Everyone else there. So thank you all for watching today, and thanks one in the chat.
1: See you there, everybody.
0: See, thank, thank you. Uh, person hosting there, Teresa. Okay. Okay, we will...